Today on The Journey with Pastor Steve DeWitt. The evidence of true spiritual salvation is fruit in our life. It is, again, not proximity to Jesus, not being around other true branches. It's not being in the vineyard. It is connection to Jesus by faith. Welcome to The Journey with Steve DeWitt, Senior Pastor at Bethel Church in Northwest Indiana. In his teachings, Jesus emphasized the discernment of people through the fruits they bear. A good tree can't bear bad fruit. Neither can a bad tree bear good fruit. But the question is, how do we produce good fruit? Today on The Journey, Pastor Steve DeWitt explains, if the root is good, the fruit is good. It's a practical lesson on abiding in Christ. And you'll find relevant resources online at The Journey. FM. Here's Pastor Steve with today's message. So our text today is John 15, and we are going to be in verses 1 through 5. Let me read our text today. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus was the master illustrator. He would take truths that he knew in his his infinite mind, and he would make it understandable to common folk like you and me. They understood vines and branches. Now, as we get into the what he's saying here, let's identify the what's and the who's. Okay, so who is the vine? Who is the vine dresser? What does it mean to bear fruit And who are the branches? I am the vine. This is the easy one, class. Okay? I am the vine. Who is he he describing himself? Okay? Okay? If the root is good, the fruit is good. And Jesus is the good, true root of the people of God. He is the true vine. Now, who is the ESV says vine dresser. I'm going to guess most of you have never said that word in your entire life. That is not a common word for us. But notice he says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Okay, so this is God the father. This is triunity here. He is saying that I'm the vine. God the father is the farmer. He is the vineyard owner. He is the master gardener who cares for the health of the vine. Now, who are the branches? This is also uh, fairly obvious. The branches here are genuine Christians. Who is, or what is the fruit? Here's the key. This is the whole point of the whole illustration. The fruit for us is 
spiritual evidence of spiritual life in us. The fruit is the evidence that we are actually connected to the vine. This is saying that spiritual fruit is the evidence that I'm connected to the vine, that I am under the grace of God, that I am connected to the life and the vibrancy of Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit, I might add, which will always produce blossoms and fruit on my branch. Now, with that said, okay, so we've laid out who's what and what's what here. Let's look again now at what Jesus is saying. Verse one, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it might bear more fruit. This is an illustration. Every single one of those disciples who are listening, they could understand this. They didn't have to go, I'm kind of confused about the pruning thing. No, they all got it. They all understood that you have to, you have to prune. And these dead branches have to also be taken away. The presence of the dead branches, while maybe connected physically to the vine, not connected internally to the vine, they are dead weight on the plant. They, they're taking up space. It's gotta be cleared away for that vine to become all that it can be. Who is Jesus here describing as fruitless branches? These are people who are around Jesus. They're around the things of God and gospel ministry. They are near to Jesus. Indeed, they appear to be connected to Jesus. But in reality, they are not. They are fruitless branches. They are dead branches, no matter how much they resemble actual true branches. And this should be a very sobering consideration for us, that you can appear to be a branch, but not be connected to the life and the vitality of Jesus Christ. Guaranteed, here in this room, we have dead branches. How many? I don't know. God's the judge, not me. To realize that that is that was the case amongst Jesus' 12, and that is the case in every single church that has ever existed. And I want you to be asking the question, is it me? Am I connected actually to the life and the vitality by the Holy Spirit through the gospel, the power of Jesus? Am I a genuine Christian? Because the story here shows that there's really only two types of people. You have dead branches that are taken away, and later he's gonna say burned in the fire, and you have good branches that are pruned. That's the only two choices. You're either dead and being taken away or being pruned all the time in your life. Now, we all would maybe wish for a third option, but this is the reality. You're either one or the other. Verse two, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Okay, so... You have the kind of cutting that is taking away the dead branches, and then you have the kind of cutting that is actually a pruning, okay, a pruning. Pruning is also gardening 101. You gotta do a little bit of pruning, you know, snip, little snip here, little dead head there, a little kind of taking care of the plant or the tree. You've probably done that yourself. 
Got to water it. But that's like basic gardening 101. I read a story or I read an account of a vineyard that was in its pruning season. And it, the, the writer said that he walked through the rows of the vineyard and there was just cut off pruned branches everywhere. Why is that? Because the better the vine, the better the wine. Now, I actually thought about naming the sermon that, but I thought it might raise a few eyebrows with some of you. And so I did not name it the better the wine or the vine, the better the wine. I went with the good fruit, a good root way, which seems safer to me. But it's kind of, it's kind of the point, isn't it? That a master gardener, a vineyard owner, is highly committed to the health of the vines and in that care for the vines will even snip and prune the branches he loves in order for them to bear more fruit in their life. Do the great branches like the pruning process? I say no. In fact, I think if we could have a special like uh, little uh, microphone and if we could listen to what those branches are saying while they are being pruned in the vineyard, I think you would hear this. Ouch! What? Is this necessary? Ow! Stop it! I can't take it anymore. Why is this happening? In other words, the same questions you maybe came to church with today about what's going on in your life. Ouch, this hurts. I want it to go away. Stop it. And isn't this a wonderful illustration of how God he cares so much for us and he is so committed to us bearing fruit to his glory that he will prune and snip and nip and deadhead and bring a little bit of pain and sometimes a lot in order for this branch that is me connected to Jesus to bear much fruit for his glory. And so I want you to see it. Can, can you think about the trial that you're in right now from this perspective or the pain that's in your life? to realize that God never wastes a prune or a snip, that he is doing something with that, that he loves you. There's a goal in mind, and that means that pain in your life is never meaningless. Now, we gotta trust the, that God's doing that because we don't see it ourselves, and it hurts. But branch, God is the master pruner. Now, if I might speak for the branches again, we don't prefer this. We want massaging and uh, luxuriating and sunshine all the time. A little rain maybe in the morning, okay, but as a branch, speaking for all the branches, that's what we want. We don't like all the pruning and the pain. And many people try out Christianity because they think it's gonna be sunshine all the time. And they don't last very long because Following Jesus is described as carrying your cross for a reason. This is not the easy path. This is not the, the pain-free path. No, he loves us so much that not only does he connect us to the vine, but our whole life, snip, 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 to bear more glory for him. And so I just want to encourage you, dear church, view your suffering theologically and see the purpose of God in it. Jesus is our vine. In fact, for the branches, it's all about the vine. It's all about him. 
And so I just wanna emphasize this again. Did you come here with a trial in your life? Is there something in your life that you're like, I wish this wasn't in my life, or this person wasn't in my life, or this pain wasn't in my life? That pain is never for no reason. I think about James, same thing, James 1. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials and temptations. Why? Because those produce in you steadfastness. Okay, That's the purpose of God in it. But again, you are either a dead branch or a branch being pruned. Those are the two options. Now you might say, well, what is my role here in this exactly? What what am I to do? This is now verse four, famous verse in the Bible. Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. You might have a plaque at home with that verse on it. These famous words are urgent because what Jesus is doing then is he's carrying this metaphor forward and is saying to the branches, this is what you got to do then. Because of this reality, your role is to stay connected to me. Like a branch has to stay connected to the vine and the root, we have to stay in a vital relationship, a connection to the life of Jesus by the Holy Spirit. And this is a huge doctrine in the, in the New Testament. This is, this is the doctrine of union with Christ. You might remember this from Romans, that we are in Christ. And what that means, it means that God has upon our faith in Christ as Savior, spiritually connected us forever to the saving benefits of Jesus. His death on the cross for our sins, his resurrection unto new life, When I trust in Jesus Christ, God places me within the saving realm of Jesus. I am now forever connected to that resurrection life of Jesus. And therefore, our call is to abide there. Some translations go with remain there, stay connected there. One one translator, uh, uh, commentator translated it, you know, stay at home with Jesus. Maybe that helps. The point is we don't leave, we don't abandon, we don't think that we can do this on our own. No, I have to have Jesus because apart from him I can do nothing. Good amen spot, okay? Verse four again, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide, unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. So what's the key to bearing fruit here? It is this vital, vibrant connection to the life of Christ. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And that last statement there should haunt us and terrify us. The thought that apparently I can attempt to live my spiritual life apart from the vine. As one commentator says, unwillingness throughout a proud sense of self-sufficiency to draw spiritual strength from Jesus or to submit to the discipline, pruning, which alone makes possible the flow of this vitalizing power, renders the so-called believer a dead branch unable to bear fruit. If I could plant a tree right here and there was a branch right now, I would just rip that branch off and go, how good's this branch gonna do from now on? And we all know the answer. It's dead. It's not connected anymore. And we are like that. 
I don't care who you are today. Without daily connection and walking by the power of Jesus through the Spirit, you can do nothing. In fact, you atrophy. This is one of the, the beauties of this illustration is that, that our, our spiritual lives are dynamic, like a growing plant or a growing tree. That is not to say that we cannot be religious. Just like there are billions of people on earth today that are very religious but are not connected to the life of Jesus through the gospel. You can do that without Jesus. But in terms of authentic gospel love for God and others and obedience, we need Jesus to do that. To do it in any way that actually pleases God. Without him, we cannot we cannot do it. And I just wonder today if that's your sense of it. In fact, do you approach even our time together as one of the means by which you are connecting to the power of God through the preaching of the word of God? That your spiritual life depends upon drawing resources from the word of God and from prayer and other means that, that, that my status with God is a dynamic status whereby the resources that he provides are what keep me spiritually alive. And to realize that without that, in the eyes of Jesus, no matter how we appear, our spiritual lives merit nothing. They mean nothing. They don't accomplish any spiritual good in the eyes of God. And friends, I just say this. I, I know it's true for me, and I have to think it's true for most of us. We don't realize how dependent we are how dependent we are upon Jesus every day. We live our life in self-sufficiency. I can do this, I'm gonna do that. And we're not even aware that it is this fiber of connection to the life of Jesus that is keeping my faith alive. And I wonder if that applies to you. I was thinking about this whole illustration and Again, thinking if Jesus was here or living in our modern world, how he might illustrate this by something that we actually feel dependency on. And so I'm gonna just sort of use a sanctified imagination here and give how I think Jesus might illustrate this with electricity. Do you know the feeling when all of a sudden in your apartment or house, all the lights go off, uh, the, the fridge quiets down, the light goes out, the furnace stops running, and the house gets super quiet. Do you know that feeling? And of course, everybody thinks to themselves in that moment, the power is out. Now in the winter, we get panicky about that because it gets cold real fast in the house. And aren't we glad for all the engineers and the, and the linesmen who keep power connected to our house, amen to that. I'm thankful you're not. Uh, amen to that, okay? But, but you know that feeling of like, I'm powerless now. What are we going to do? Some of you get this way when your phone's like under 20%. You're like, you're, my, I'm in danger of my life ending if I don't get this phone connected to power or my house connected to power. And then how does it feel when it comes back on? You're like, ah. Life's back to normal. I'm connected. I'm connected again. What happens when the power goes out? There's been a break. My house is no longer connected to the power plant. And without that, 
the house goes dead. Stay connected to me, and I'll stay connected to you. I provide the power, you receive the power. Connected to me, your spiritual house stays warm. Disconnected from me, you can do nothing. So let's bring this all together now with some application. And I'm gonna do the application with three questions. Here's the first one. And it's the obvious one. Am I a true branch or not? Am I a true branch or am I a dead one? And I think we push the illustration a little far if we ask if a true branch can become a dead one. That's not the point. Some of you want to write me emails later about that. I'm not answering them. That's not the point here. The point is this, is that spiritual fruit is the evidence of actual saving faith, of spiritual life. It's not the aisle you went down when you were 10. It's not the fact that you're a member of this church. It's not the fact that you came to church today or any of these things. No, the evidence of true spiritual salvation is fruit in our life. It is, again, not proximity to Jesus, not being around other true branches. It's not being in the vineyard. It is connection to Jesus by faith. It is so easy to look talk, walk, act like a Christian. Maybe you grew up with it. You know the deal. You know what to say, the buzzwords and all of that. You fit into the culture very simply. But in your heart, are you actually saved or not? You say, well, how do I know? The point of this is look at your life. What evidence is there in your life of the kind of transformations? And we're gonna get more into more of this next week, okay? But, the gospel and connection to the power of Jesus changes us, and it must. So the question is, am I connected by personal faith in Jesus Christ to the life and the vitality of Jesus? Have I trusted truly and put my hope and faith in his death on the cross for my sins? Do I believe that by the power of God, he walked out of that tomb resurrected on the third day? Am I a follower of Jesus? And this is part of my burden as a pastor is that, I, again, as I said earlier, I know that we have people here who are acting, talking, but are a dead branch. And someday, when you die, the truth is gonna come out. And the call of this, the reason Jesus shares this and the reason I'm sharing this is that in the power of God, he makes the dead branches alive. And he can do that for you today. You're listening to The Journey with Pastor Steve DeWitt in a message titled, If the Root is Good, the Fruit is Good. It's from the Upper Room series. If you'd like to replay this message or access others from this series, then subscribe to our podcast. Just search your favorite podcast app for The Journey with Pastor Steve DeWitt or visit our website at thejourney.fm. On our website, you can also find our message archive, send us an email with your questions or comments, or find practical Bible studies. Again, that's thejourney.fm. Well, I want to take this opportunity to thank our ministry partners. Your faithful financial support allows The Journey to air on stations throughout the central U.S. and the Midwest. And we're also able to reach listeners across the globe through the Moody Radio Network and all major podcast platforms. So as we head deeper into 2024, would you help set us on a firm financial footing by giving a generous gift? Your donation of any amount will help bring the gospel to listeners around the world. You can give online at thejourney.fm or call 844-7-JOURNEY. 
That's 844-756-8763. And to say thanks for your gift, we'll send you a book that pairs perfectly with our current series. It's titled, The Upper Room, Jesus' Parting Promises for Troubled Hearts. It's by best-selling author and pastor, John MacArthur. This book will bless you by revealing and providing you with some of the most poignant and powerful promises for believers in all of Scripture. You can request your copy today by calling 844-7-JOURNEY. That's 844-756-8763. Or visit thejourney.fm. And join us for worship this weekend at Bethel Church in Crown Point, Indiana. That's where Pastor Steve is the senior pastor. You'll find directions and more at BethelWeb.org. Well, I'm your host, Tim Svoboda. Be sure to join us next time for more teaching from Pastor Steve DeWitt here on The Journey. Today's program was produced and furnished by Bethel Church in Crown Point, Indiana.